get some things off my chest Tough times, I hope y'all holding up We gon' be high cause we always is But I'm feeling like this How many mothers have to cry? How many brothers gotta die? Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. How many more times? Take a look around. Can you see it now? Don't be colorblind. Cause when they're killing mine, they'll try to justify it. More each and every time. It's a very beautiful song. Yeah, I thought it was appropriate to play. <laughs> I thought it was appropriate to play especially with everything going on right now and what happened to Trey Songz over the past weekend recipe to Kobe Bryant when your anniversary just came up oh yeah 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 well welcome back everybody to the yeah. MC podcast I'm your host MC obviously first topic we got to get into today is recipe to Kobe Bryant but how are you today Johnny I'm doing good you know a little bit cold good it's though. cold yeah it's snowing here it sucks it is snowing a little bit but it's we all live good, and we though. learn what do you want to do yeah <coughs> I mean so how you been lately? You been okay? Uh, you know, same thing: depression, anxiety, all that. Oh, okay, well, you know what they say: you keep them all pushing. It's next door. Rest in peace, oh, <laughs> so rest in peace to Hank Aaron. Rest in peace to Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson, you know, you know who she is. She was an amazing actress. She was mostly she was in the movie recently that I saw on Netflix. I think you saw it. I saw. I heard that the movie dropped. I think earlier this month in January. Yeah, and it was it was like uh, no, I haven't like, watched it. It was though. like last year job. Yeah, it's like, it's like, well, I think it was the newest. So I'm not sure, but it was, it was, I think it was a Tyler, Tyler Perry flick, where uh, it was a wild movie. I'm gonna find it a little bit later. We'll talk about it then, but we'll watch it and tell you guys about it. But other than that, though, we got a lot going on for today's episode. We got a lot of what's new and what's not. Some allegations, some accusations, some things we don't know about, some things we do know about. Okay, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Hank Aaron. I don't like how you just breezed over that. Uh, rest in peace to Hank Aaron, uh, one of the first black. Baseball athletes. Only reason that black people were were allowed in the league to come watch the games. Don't 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 brush over that. Over Hank Aaron? Yeah. Um actually <coughs> I didn't know much about Hank Aaron. Well I'm letting you know now. Yeah, I still don't. He's one of the first black baseball players. Oh, okay. Wasn't Jackie? He Jackie Aaron? Robinson was he he beat well yeah, but he well he was a great well, he had the best R- RBIs or whatever no, it was. No, no, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. Hank Robin, sorry, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. Hank Aaron broke the records. He was the one that's the special. Oh, so I had it backwards. Yeah, so so it's all good though. I got you. Don't worry, I got you. I just got don't, you. just don't uh, brush over. Yeah, though. I don't know. I mean, he broke. He, he made um, standout player. Made the world recognize what talent is. Did you did you ever hear? Did you ever read about some of the old like Negro Negro Negro? Negro League uh, baseball players before the color barriers broke. Um, a lot of them, like back in the day when I was younger, because it was a bit, that was a big thing out in Georgia. Oh, I can imagine. I don't think, in California, not so much out here. <coughs> really, I mean, it wasn't about that much. Only person no. we know about was Jackie Robinson Day because of the Dodgers out here. Yeah, you know, but that's about as much as you get for the most part. No, it was like um, uh, it was a debate going on about some of the best baseball players in the in the whole like 
MLB. MLB, yeah. And they're starting to rec- recognize the. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the them into uh, the Hall of Fame. That's what's up. Yeah, but me and me and MC are no baseball fanatics. No, you not know, at all. Not. but we recognize talent and we recognize greatness when it comes along. Oh yeah. Shout out to you. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. That was a big one. That was a big one. Um, I didn't see a lot that I wanted to see. I wasn't going to be the person to repost things and put things out there again. Yeah. Um, I, I can't because I'm blocked still. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like a lot of people brushed over it a little bit for as much acclaim that he was getting at the beginning of last year. Yeah. To right now, like I thought his one year anniversary would be a little bit bigger. Like they're like the NBA would have did something. Yeah. And they did do a few things. But do you think it's because just there's no. Um it's a lockdown for the most part, especially in LA too. Like, imagine. Oh, we open back up tomorrow. Yeah, we do. We open lock, uh, open the doors, kick down the gates, let us back in, get the plates. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. So, not, me <laughs> I'm just I'm saying, like, imagine Kobe didn't play for the Lakers. He played for like San Antonio Spurs. He's somewhere like Texas, where it's wide open. I bet there probably would have been a bigger celebration. I don't mean celebration. California. I just mean like like the NBA should have. I just feel like they should have did more. Yeah, I mean they could they could always do more. And the NBA right now is like um, it, it's simmering. You know, I think people people are really into the NFL right now, especially what happened the past weekend with the teams who won. You know, with Brady. How you feel? Well, I feel good. You know, the um, who you think is gonna win? Huh? That's a tough one right there. I I never count Brady out. Okay. Even when he out here now. <coughs> did you see the meme? That was going around It was Patrick Mahomes Oh it's two times in a row And it was a picture Of Tom Brady It's like oh I remember My first time having a beer uh, That's funny Patrick Mahomes that's funny. He's no slump though He's a little beast I'm not saying he's not Yeah you look like a little I'm just saying right Tom there. Brady's he's got like what 20 hair. years 20, Yeah 20 some, Damn yeah 20 years In the league With like 7 championships And you got somebody Who's played for what 3 3 4 but This he, is the 4th year Like it's like 4th year But he broke fucking records Patrick Mahomes He won last year yeah, he broke all his records last year. <laughs> I'm like, shit. But honestly, the for me at least, the NFL is is much more exciting Man. now, just just because the players, the teams coming up right now are teams we haven't heard from in like 10, 15 years. You know, the Bucks, oh two, I think less than anyone. I feel like Tom Brady was just picked a team and was like, hmm, we're gonna go to the Super Bowl. I see. I I knew that wasn't what he did though. Let me let me break down for you. Why do you think he went to the Bucks then? Honestly, you got to think about this. Tom Brady played against every single team in the NFL at least once, for the most part. Okay. Admittedly, for 20 years. He recognizes talent, and he recognizes potential. He recognizes greatness as well. Yeah. So, you got to think about when Tom Brady, you go anywhere you want to go. Anywhere you want to go, you could go. He could have went to outside of, like, Green Bay, outside of uh, KC, for the most part. Anywhere he would have went, he would have started. Yeah, most definitely. But outside, like, three or four teams. So, he, he could have picked, like, a younger team. Well, I mean, the Bucks are a young team, but he could pick any team in the NFL to go to. So when when I heard he picked when I heard he picked the Bucks, I was like, oh shit, he did it for a reason. He must know, he knows something we don't know. And then also, when we went to the Bucks, right? Players start going to the Bucks as well. I'm going to play with Tom Brady now. Play with well, Tom I Brady. think I think the Bucks had the money behind them, but they just never could get that star athlete. But as soon as they got the as soon as they got Tom Brady, yeah. and Brady knew he was going to go to the Super Bowl, he's about to make a huge chunk of change right now. Shit, he made like just almost, for making it. He made what five hundred thousand for the playoffs when incentives, and then like a million in the Super Bowl. I think a little bit more. Just no, to go to the Super Bowl, he made a million dollars. But you know what? Though, like last year with the Bucks, though they had Jameis Winston and they're they're winning. They're doing pretty good. You know, 
he threw 30 for 30, 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns, but he was pretty he was pretty good. He he's not the best quarterback. He's still younger and he's like a help a lot. Yeah. But the Bucks were a decent team. You know, they had a good young defense out there. They're doing their thing. So I think he changed it for picked him for a good reason. The Bucks have a great defense this year. It'd be nice to see Patrick Mahomes win again, but I think he just needs to not get too happy. You know what I mean? In the yeah. middle of it and then be like, Oh, I'm here. I'm here, but you got Brady with twenty years of experience. I'm not watching. Yeah. Cause fuck the NFL. I'm not watching. But I always support black athletes. Basketball is a beast. Let's have some go. So it was Lamar Jackson, some all, all them kids out there balling. You know, especially it's a whole new life. That's what I like about the NFL now. All the old people are going. They're going out, you know. Yeah. Dangerous uh, Brady's last year. Depends. It depends on how he, he feels. He signed a four-year contract. He, he might play the 45, 50, 60. You see how you go. How long can he last? It depends. It says a lot. Yeah. You know. I mean, LeBron James is what, 36 right now? Basketball guy. They got a long career in basketball, yeah. though. They got a way shorter career in basketball. No, they don't. Football is way shorter <laughs> than basketball for sure. I, don't, I, I think it depends on what's – I believe it depends on which position you play in football. Basketball, it's an overall. If you start, you have a shorter career. Like, if you're on the line, you have a shorter career because it's collision the whole time. Yeah. I mean, like, in football, the, the, people, with the, most, the people with the longest positions are the kickers and punt returners. Oh, yeah, because I mean, Krakowski's how old now? Yeah, shit. He's got to be pushing 50. He's pushing old, too, when he fucking retired. So, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited for the Super Bowl this year. I think it'll be a nice game. I think it'll be like a – it's going to be a change of the guards, if anything. You know, Brady's legacy is already secured. He, he proved he could win without Belichick. Which is the biggest thing People always say Oh yeah Brady's, Brady's a uh, system quarterback He won't win out Belichick And look at this year Belichick did shit Nothing with Cam Newton out there So we will see Anyway hold on um, What? Think about like Kobe's legacy Within like the last year of him passing What do you think he would have been doing During this past summer with all the protests going on, oh, he would have been out there. With even like a uh, COVID and things like that, what do you think he? What do you think his legacy would have been depicted as? Do you think he really would have been someone standing up for change for the people, really trying to pursue the best route possible for? Uh, I don't think he would. Okay, I'll, I'll reframe, reframe it. I don't think he would have been out there, but I definitely think he would have had a spot, like in the community, to say like, this, I think this is what should happen. I think he would have been a more prominent voice, yeah, and less shown. Yes, I mean, cause, cause like this, this would have been, this would have been a big moment for Kobe with the Laker organization behind him. Even not, even if that, even not fully, but just like in name brand even recognition. Even though he's retired, yeah. Yeah, to do some change for LA, you know, maybe, maybe make some differences happen. You know, who who would have known? Maybe he would start working with LeBron James during the, in a, the NBA protest and has something really done there, really helps steer them guys into the right direction. Yeah, I think it would be really interesting. I, I wish we could have had him and Nipsey during those times to see how they would have reacted to the community. I feel like Nipsey would have been out there without a fact. Oh, yeah. He, he would I watched, have, I, he, he have brought out YG. He would have brought everybody out there together. Like, Nipsey could have really unified. A lot of, of L.A. Yeah. A lot. Of, I'm not going to say all, but a lot of L.A. would have been unified. Yeah, and I'm not trying to throw any shame on him, but I saw, like, YG in the summer and shit on his, like, stories. He was just partying all, partying all fucking somewhere along. A lot of dude need kind of, like, activism work. He was out there. I'm, I saw the other side just partying, but, hey. I'm not saying he was out there every day. But he was out there for a moment. But he did bring, well, he did three, he did three protests himself, like, specifically for himself. He brought waters and shit like that, and. Held everybody together. His shit got shut down twice shit. altogether. Shit, maybe we maybe I just expect too much of all these people. I remember they're just human. And you shouldn't. 
Yeah. But YG was out there. He, I don't think he did as much as he should have because he's from L.A. Yeah. But I think he did what he felt like he could at the time and place with everything yeah, he, going on. He, he paid he paid that back a little bit for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. But do, do I think he did as much as he could? No. I think he did his protest and he left. But I expect that from most people who just want the face. Yeah. And plus, like, also, too, I remember when you're that kind of... What Jay-Z does differently... And then a lot of these other artists and activists is that before he, we go on Jay Z, all right, Kobe, Kobe, I watched the sixty point game uh-huh. on the anniversary. I had to. Sixty point game was amazing. <clears throat> probably one of the saddest retirement games I've ever seen in my life. Arguably, probably the the biggest retirement game I've ever seen in my life because I watched Wade, I watched uh, John Nobly, how you say his name? You know what I'm talking about though? Yeah, Nobly. Yeah, um, I watched uh, not Dwight Howard, big white dude, Dirk Nowitzki. He's still playing. Dirk, Nowitz- then who is it? No, Dirk Nowitzki doesn't play anymore. Play for the Mavericks, right? He did. Oh, okay. Anyway, so wait, so, so hold on. All right, so what are you saying? Now? So Keep I just going. I watched all those games, you know, in, in real time. I didn't watch the Kobe one because I didn't have uh, cable internet at the time. Yeah. But um. I did watch those. I, I watched all those, and I would have to say Kobe's was probably the saddest. It, I think it had the most impact on ESPN. It had the most impact on any sports talk. had the biggest impact anywhere you could have thought of at, at the time. And um, it was just crazy to see, and it's crazy to see now that with his passing coming at the one-year anniversary, it didn't seem as well-received as when he was here. You know what I mean? You mean that um – during his like fell during his like farewell season, he really had all the stops put out for him, you know. Yeah. A king's welcome, and then on the one year anniversary of him, it is you know had that kind of celebratory nah. thing about him. Honestly, that Kobe's death is still hard for people to come by to to accept and to really acknowledge. <coughs> you know, especially after oh, yeah. especially after the year that we had following his death, like it's like after Kobe died, everything went downhill in the whole world. You know, Kobe was holding it together, man. Yes, it seems like it, and so I, I understand why it wasn't such a big celebratory thing this year, a, real, a big remembrance for him, the one year anniversary. And I think that's just because it's so hard to have someone that polarizing like Kobe Bryant. Not here anymore. Yeah, and to, and to not and to like last year, the, the the Lakers won the whole thing. You know, LeBron and the boys with Anthony Davis, they won they won the whole championship. They took it. They took it. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that was the best kind. Of, that was the best thing you could do for Kobe. Yeah, it, it was bring, win. Is bring LA a championship again? Yes, and I mean, especially a year following his death, to win it for him on the back of him, him carrying the team throughout the whole season in spirit and mind and and just like physicalness and spiritualness. Spiritualness, yeah. And so that's why I think like um, this whole one year anniversary of his passing wasn't that. Acknowledged widely by people, but people did feel it. Yeah. Also, too, like if you're not in those circles where you have those um, that feed coming in, you know, from different friends, people who really are Laker fan fanatics, you're not going to see it on your timeline. You know, like for me at least, when I was on Twitter and I was on like Facebook and stuff like that, Instagram scrolling, I saw a lot of like R.I.P. Kobe, and and like this was that was for you. We wanted this year for you, kind of things like that happened on my timeline. But also though I follow like a bunch of like either athletes or like celebrities or uh, just really bad like just really big Laker fans. Yeah. You know, friends and family included. But but I guess what you mean though. Plus it's so hard to really stick to gauge 
how big something is nowadays because you have so much space for things to grow. Yeah. Okay. And that you can miss a whole fucking, <coughs> you can miss a whole fucking trend just by like three friends separated from like some, like, you know, some things you don't hear about and the other things you hear about, you're really tuned into it. So I think it's the same okay. thing. But also, I think I think it's just the hard death in general. But I think they paid him the ultimate homage by winning that championship for him. Most definitely. Well, for sure, uh, recipes Kobe Bryant. Man, you you forever miss. Shout out to Vanessa Bryant. Shout out to not shout out, but rest in peace to the whole Antebella family that passed as well in the helicopter. Yes. Oh, but you know, I did see a lot of a lot of though. I saw a lot of bitch shit. I saw a lot of comments saying more than just Kobe died that day. More than just Kobe died. That day. Remember that. I'm like, we all know that more than just Kobe died that day. But the one that impacted everybody though. Yeah. Was and, Kobe. And it's like we all know that Kobe and Gianna died that day. We know we know others did too, you know, I'm sorry I don't know their names. But it wasn't because it's not because I just choose to ignore them. It's just because I felt more of an impact in my life from Kobe Bryant that did the pilot. You know, it's a sad thing that he has he had to pass away his family and so with the coach and the other the other person and his daughters too. It's all horribly sad. But it's not disrespect. It's not like we're we're ignoring them. It's just that we don't have that kind of connection to them as we did to Kobe. Yeah. You know. And I thought that was kind of really just like um people really trying to be petty, people really just trying to like kind of one up somebody and shit like that. It didn't seem genuine. Like if it was a genuine thing, that I was like okay, I understand it's genuine, but it didn't feel genuine. All I felt really fake. Yeah. Just because they didn't like Kobe, probably. Yeah. Some stuff like that. Whatever, man. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. We miss you. We love you. Shout out to Vanessa. Shout out to her holding it down. Shout out to Paul Gasol. Shout out to Paul Gasol. I don't know if yeah. you've been seeing that, but he's been helping. He's been helping Vanessa Bryant, from what I can see. Um. Hey, you think he smashed Vanessa Bryant? Let's not do that. All right, we're not gonna do that. But <laughs> let's not do that. We're not gonna. I but, don't think so. But no. But like, what if like three years later, he marries Vanessa Bryant? Are you cool with that? Yeah, me too. I think he's clapping them cheeks for somebody. Got to do it while Kobe's not there. Rest in peace, champ. No disrespect. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> no, I gotta leave it in because I is everybody thinking that too. Paul okay. he real close. He been stepfather. He was Kobe back up on the on the thing. It's better than Shaq smashing her cheeks. Shaq has a wife though. I think I think Paul hey. saw has a wife. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe's burnt out Shaq and his wife. And he was cheating allegedly. All right, on to some news. All right, hey, did uh, you, what were you saying about Jay Z? No, so I brought up Jay Z thing because, like, I was talking about how artists. For me, what's different about Jay Z? That's what you were saying. Yeah, what's different about Jay Z is that with a character like Jay Z, his money talks for him and for other people too. Like, he'll do something for the next person, right? Won't yeah. say, won't say anything about it. Keep it super low key, and be done with it. You know, you know that when, he, when he's behind you, he'll support you. I think some artists are uh, more on the uh, front end of it. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be out there being vocal about it, but I'm not gonna put anything behind the vocalization of it. I'm not gonna put any money behind it. I'm not gonna put anything behind it. Just yeah. put my face on the front, me saying some words about it, and leave it at that. That's my thing. While Jay Z's like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna fund this whole movement. I'm gonna fund everything for this person right now, low key, and make sure they're really good. And that's what that's what that's what I admire about Jay Z is that his his allegiance it goes deep. You know, it's monetary. It's, it's, it's more than just support. It's like a backing. Like, hey, I got your back. I'm going to hold you up. One day we're going to have a conversation about the first uh, Black Lives Matter movement. First, first we're going to have a real conversation about that. All right. Not nothing negative, but we're going to... There's a little weirdness going on there. I don't know if you know about it. We'll talk about it after this because I don't have all the facts. Uh, 
But I'll tell you a little bit about what I saw. But um, you know what else I saw? Oh, what's up? Funny load up on hundred clip. You already know who I'm coming with. If it's lit, then it's lit. I know how we get. We drop shit for the fuck of it. If you make a mistake and move wrong, with no hesitation, I'm gonna take up in it. If it's ten k on this nigga hat, fuck that. We gonna double it. I went the wrong way. I had to reroute. This is bloody shit. Who's that, Johnny? I let it bleed out. Is that Ferg? Yeah. No. Come on, bro. You don't hear this? Come on, man. That's young, young rowdy. Rowdy Rebel came That's his that. first little single He sounded like fucking ASAP Ferg I know That's what Rowdy Rebel sounds like <laughs> And he Stop it really Bro here look I'll show it to you Wow Fire though huh It is It's, like, it's, it's hard to get over <coughs> it though What I think he was gone too long I don't know I liked it I liked it too I liked it a lot But I can differentiate in the flow From ASAP Ferg flow even like the like the little ad libs a little bit and the kind of and the Hoo-hoo! beat and, and the beat twist a little bit. I know that's probably Funk Flex, but probably. But wow, was he the first ASAP Ferg? Because he came out before. Nah, no, he didn't. Really? No. Damn. Uh, Trap Lord came out what 2013. Bobby Schmurd and Rowdy didn't start making noise. Yeah. Didn't start making noise like 2015, 2014. But nah, Rowdy out. So we out here. That shit was nice to hear. Uh, probably a little rapper you don't care about. Lil Skies just dropped an album. That shit's pretty dope. Gee, 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 really? Yeah. You don't know you know who Lil Skies is? Heard of him there playing on my phone though. What do you think? I like him. He makes new music, but I like him. Oh, he's trying to be hip with the youngsters, huh? Nah, a lot of people don't like him. What, that what does that mean? That shit they be doing. I'm two step, man. I don't do nothing outside the two step. How's it welcome? I'm not whipping I'm not waiting Nay nay and I ain't doing none of that shit you can't whip her nay nay I'm not doing no TikTok dances either I bet you <laughs> I ain't gonna say it like that But I got you oh, okay bitch um, oh, Whipping people back in the day huh That Georgia coming out of you real quick <laughs> That So uh, <laughs> So um GameStop Oh yeah oh <laughs> Mar- sh- uh, Shareholders Hedge fund <laughs> People are out of a job And uh, people are out of a job And it's because of a man Named Potato in my ass How you like it? (laughs) (laughs) That's his his Reddit name That was his Reddit name He started the group Oh now you backtrack right What you like What you like (laughs) (laughs) Potato where? No shout out to Potato in my ass Is he the goat of Reddit? <laughs> Except uh, <laughs> Is he the goat of Reddit? So, okay, so what did he do? Well, you explained it to me before. This. All right, so apparently <coughs> what that young man did on Reddit was he noticed there's a trend among, among a lot of hedge fund people and they're just doing... Some like shady shit a little bit with short stocks. Short stocks is basically where you borrow a stock from a stockholder or from a broker, right? So say a stock costs like $10 and you borrow a stock from them and then the stock goes down to like $7 and you have to sell it back to them so you basically lose $3. But if it makes like $5, so it's like $15 now, you make $5 off the short stock. So it's kind of like really sketchy unless you're really into that, that, that business world and that stockholder world because honestly, Wall Street is so fucking complicated 
I don't understand it. And I mean, like, you, they'll tell you shit to your face, and like, oh, okay, I get it. But no, you really don't get it. But apparently, he noticed a lot of these, a lot of these hedge fund people were investing heavily into the fail, the fall of uh, GameStop. GameStop. GameStop stock. There you go. GameStop stock. Tongue try. But basically, so what they did was they they hyperinflated the the stock of uh, the stock of GameStop. So they all like got on Reddit together and said, "Hey, buy the stock of uh, GameStop. Let's, let's like make it go up a little higher, and really kind of fudge the numbers a little bit, but in a legal way." And so they did that. So in September of 2020, the GameStop stock was worth one dollar and fifty cents per share. Mm-hmm. And then. Fast forward to January 2021, January 26, 27, 25th, whatever it may be, in the early 20s of this week, the stock grew all the way to like $500 a share. So from 150 in September to $500 a share. So it sounds like hedge fund holds on to stocks that aren't being sold. A little bit. like, like I guess they're just trying to hedge funds. Are just, hedge funds are just a corporation of people that do a lot of investing. You know, okay. they 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 bet on whether it's gonna rise or fall. They kind of they are brokerage accounts too. So they manage they manage other people's money. They manage others' monies. That was a big thing too during people when be uh when the uh, big uh, paycheck plan uh, protection came out the PPP, and you had a lot of hedge fund guys and corporations over there applying for those loans to pay their employees to work at home, even though they're still making money the whole time. Yeah, like a hedge fund. Their main job is to really handle money, to make sure people use it wisely, to make sure they invest in their portfolios. Their entire job is just handling money, and so for them to not be for them not to be be prepared for a catastrophe like COVID and have bad money management skills, they're they're in a bad business, right? If your job is to manage money and you don't have protections to put in place when something bad happens. Like come on, you're not doing you're not doing your job right. But anyway, fast forward later. But that's another different story. But apparently, these hedge fund guys they ended up losing a bunch of money on the GameStop stock mm-hmm. because all of a sudden now they owe these people massive amounts of money because they bought a stock for like 150 and then it grew to 500 dollars. So all of a sudden, for every stock they bought for 50, they're minus like 400 dollars, 499 dollars. <laughs> they're minus they're minus the difference of the stock. And all of a sudden, you start seeing people on Wall Street start crying foul about this, saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! They can't do this. It's illegal. It's insider trading or some shit like that." When it really, when it's really not, you have a bunch of people who decide to have a plan, you know, with no connection to each other other than ready yeah. to kind of fuck over you guys. So you got a lot of companies who had the, who had GameStop, who had, stock, yeah, who had GameStop stock in like this category to fail, and they bet on it, losing like. Billions of dollars. Like one hedge fund lost like one point three billion. Another one lost like twelve billion dollars with a B. And so they closed that to shut down and go file for bankruptcy because of that. And now they're crying foul, trying to get, trying to get like legislators to change it up and shit like that. I saw Ted Cruz make a tweet about it, and AOC said something too about it again. But if you but if you have but if you have stock in a portfolio you think is gonna fail, and you're telling people not to buy. I mean, and people start buying it. How's that illegal? It, it, it's not. It's, it's not that. It's that they they try to bet on like these short stocks things, and that was the part that was kind of sketchy. That you could borrow stock from somewhere, and then you could basically shortchange somebody from it. And like the whole stock market is really fishy anyway because for for a long time before like the depression happened, the stock market is what people like 
regular people what they invested in, what middle class folks invested in. And after the uh, the Great Depression, people stopped doing that because they lost all their money in the stock market. Now you don't have any people who are really commoners into that uh, Wall Street kind of area anymore. It's all about these like these big Wall Street guys, and you and right now you see, you're seeing the reinsurgence of people really investing in the stock market now with a lot of the apps like Robinhood and whatnot. Yeah. And so now it's, it's becoming more common. But what happened too again is that Robinhood <coughs> they froze the accounts of people selling stock on GameStop because they were, I think they're investing in GameStop too and Felon or whatever it is. And so they froze a lot of accounts so people couldn't sell their GameStop stock anymore for a certain number of days. And I was like, how can you do that shit? Like, no, I use your app and your services and now that the stock is risen so much, I want to sell, I want to sell and make money. Well, no, it, that is a law it. in stock exchange. You can't sell the same, like you can't, like say say you have, say you have a stock, right? Yeah. And there's you have like 10 people online, right? And then you sell it to somebody, they sell it to somebody else, they sell it to somebody else, and they sell it to somebody else, and they sell it to somebody else. That's illegal. You can't do that. It's inside trading because you're trading around stocks to inflate the price so you can make a dollar off of it. You can't do that. That That's illegal. Yeah, but insider, That's insider trading. But, in, but insider trading only applies to people who are in that industry, you know? But if, it, you're, on, but if you're on Robinhood, who, who, you don't know who you are. No, no, not, not Robinhood. So... The, 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 the Robinhood well, why Robinhood froze the people accounts they froze it because they wanted to stop the sales of people selling the GameStop stock for no reason at all like they wanted to do it because they have an investment inside GameStop apparently but in they, hedge funds? Like, I don't know what it was but they cannot they cannot lawfully stop somebody from selling their stock like they found these loopholes to freeze people accounts when they're doing they're doing nothing illegal basically like the, the the reddit thing people were saying oh that's insider trading for reddit well like you know it really wasn't because they had a plan and they all acted on their own free will you know it, it was like it wasn't until they really gained money they did to uh their whole plan was just to bankrupt to, to bankrupt those hedge funds and, they, and it worked for the most part but it's so much more complicated than that. Which I would like an do you know that's? On. Do you think that's fair though? Yeah, I mean, they they people with hedge funds do shit like that all the time anyway. It, it's just so funny that when you have the ninety nine percent doing what the one percent does normally happens to the one percent, they get upset about it. But the same well, yeah. thing, the same thing that the one percent does every every time with the stock market is cool. When the ninety nine percent do it to the one percent, it's a big issue now. Things have to change. Like you can't have all these people. Bankrupting these hedge funds for like 1.3 billion dollars off a whim on Reddit, you know. So do you think there should be a cap on how much you can make? No, not that at all. I think the wherever, wherever, wherever the market dictates, that's how that's how it should be. But I don't think that you should be able to silence people from doing what's the best thing because all the hedge fund is a group of like-minded individuals joining forces to make portfolios and businesses. So basically, it's the same thing they did on Reddit without the titles and like um, some of the degrees they may have. Okay. I mean, all, all like all it took was if it, if a group, if a group of people on Reddit could bankrupt these one point three, and twelve point and twelve billion dollar hedge fund companies, they're they're designed to fail. Then, like you're telling me that these people on Reddit would like probably no real degree, are probably with just a lot of free time on their hands, are probably just a minor, are probably with just like a little bare knowledge of the stock market, could bankrupt a company worth one point three billion dollars, and twelve billion dollars. You telling me that oh, that should change? Like no, it, it, it's crazy. I don't I don't understand. I'm like, how can you fault them from bankrupt these companies with no prior knowledge into the field, or maybe just like a little bit base knowledge, something on the internet? But yeah, people, random individuals on Reddit, you know, this public source app where you can fucking have articles about every single thing you want in the world. Like you ever been to a Reddit article or like a Reddit yeah. page? Yeah, I don't like it, but yeah, everything you want, anything you want. 
So yeah, brother, sis, porn. Oh, yeah. it's on there. To, to me, it, it just seems like oh wow, that is kind of. Uh, it shows a fault in those people. I mean, no, you're absolutely correct. There, you were designed to fail. If, but it also depends on how much how much GameStop stock did they have, and did they buy it so it could fail? So, like, let's say EA is a big company, right? EA does the basketball games, they do yada yada yada. But yeah. GameStop is reselling their games and making more money off of it than they do, right? Let's let's take that for example. So, say EA comes to these hedge fund people and they say, "Yo, buy every GameStop stock." And don't sell it or put it in a portfolio to fail so people don't look at it. Yeah. Is that insider trading? Honestly, I don't know. It just, it's, it's so much. It's just. <clears throat> they want GameStop to fail. I will tell you right now big game corporations want GameStop to fail. Well, I mean, GameStop was already failing already before the pandemic, and afterwards it just kind of highlighted everything because you could buy. People didn't people didn't buy PS5s at GameStop for the most part. They bought they bought them at Walmart and Best Buys and Target and shit like that. Well, GameStop didn't have a, a lot. They sold out pretty quick. So so it's just, it's just a market with addiction, especially when you have like a lot of these online too, a lot of online games purchases. Like you don't have to buy a CD anymore for a game. Which you, you probably should, but okay. Yeah, I mean you don't have, you don't have to just buy it online and it's fine. And trans- all, all digital. But I, I think the thing was that they saw. I guess one one of the, one of the person on Reddit they must have saw the the warning signs of these companies doing those things the uh, GameStop and they had the idea to inflate the uh, price of the stock the legal way by just buying the stock you know and that's what they did they said hey we got these guys they're operating only short stock exchanges and it's really not fair to people because you can still they can profit off your losses and they kind of counteracted it they saw evil and they adjusted to it you know. <coughs> So, because I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you now, Rockstar, EA, Bethesda, um, <clears throat> I think it's Visuals V. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember the third company, but there's another company that they don't like GameStop. And they don't like GameStop because they're the only reason that they have to have a product, what is it, product uh, insurance policy on them. Yeah. So GameStop doesn't take on the risk of, you know, oh, you lose a shipment because you shipped it to us. We didn't get it. Well, you now have to pay for the box. You have to pay us back for the box of games that you sent us because it's not our fault. It, we didn't get it. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that just comes with the territory, right? For a long time, the only place you can buy well, games. Ga- go ahead. No, it's like the, for the longest time, right, you can only buy games at GameStop and EA Games or EB Games, you know? Yeah. And so they, they had the whole market under their whole hand, right? They control what's going to happen because if you are in the early 2000s and uh, late 90s and you have to get a game, most of the time Walmart didn't have it. You have to go to GameStop. And so, mm-hmm. if, you're, so if you're the number one place where people go shopping at, you can dictate the terms and your conditions of how you want to operate there. Yeah, but then you got to think Target and Walmart got bigger, so they're like, yo, don't worry about the insurance. If it gets lost, we yeah. got it. But, but then too, like with Target and Walmart, the games are never cheaper at Target and Walmart, though. Mm-mm. They're the same prices as GameStop. The only thing about GameStop is they allow you to fucking exchange games for no money, basically, for some pages and shit. Yeah. And then buy it at like 14 bucks or cheaper than that. So they still, they still have a foothold in the market. I think when the PS4 came out, PS3 came out, and things became more digital, you know, where you have to have an online account, where you have to have your money to buy the game online get a digital copy instead of a physical copy that mm-hmm. changed the game and I think that these companies like Sony and uh, Microsoft and even Nintendo they bankrupt GameStop oh, and those yeah. companies they got them out the way with because they they made it so like hey we're losing money over here giving these people our games how about you just pay us a, 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 a flat tax on our fucking game online and download it online 
Well, there's that, and there's the fact that third-party titles that are exclusive to my, to Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo that you can't buy at GameStop. You can only buy them on the online store. So there's another yeah. loophole in the system. Like, oh, it's only on here. You have to download it. Yeah, but also I think too, <coughs> which is like a big trend as well. I feel like single single platform games are going to be low are, become, are going to become extinct. No. It's you only going to get bigger. You think so? I don't yeah. think so. I think they see the money in the. I see that they see the money in the market for having these consoles and these games for multi multi platform. They see the money in the online aspect, being transitional through Xbox computer, and all that. Having a single party title like God of War, like how Call of Duty only drops on PlayStation two months ahead of time, yeah. and then Xbox gets it, that's a money grab for PlayStation because PlayStation is putting money towards these games to say, hey, don't worry about spending your own money. I'm going to give you X amount of dollars to help you make this game, but it only can come out on PlayStation. I, I, I don't see. I think in the, I think, <coughs> I think in the future, you got too many people with too many different cost consoles begging for multi-platform stream playing together. I don't think so. It's going to well, go the opposite way. Like, like did, did you see how big, you know how big like Fortnite is? How big Apex is? How big like uh, From Call the of online Duty is? though. Yeah, but online is where all the money's at though. Every single game you buy now is all online. You can't buy a game without having That's the back service. end of gaming though. You got, you're always going to make the most money when you first drop. When you first drop an album, that's when you're going to make your first, most money. When you first drop a game, that's when, you, when you're going to make your most money. The longevity of the game and paying the people to run those servers is yeah. what's going to come from the back end. That's why Grand Theft Auto Online is the by far the most profitable online game possible. Not because it's on multi multiple platforms, but because of how big it is and how many people are on there. See, <laughs> but GameStop made more money. Not GameStop, I'm sorry. Grand Theft Auto made more money when they first dropped the game than they are now. I, th I think you look behind on the curve because GTA got replaced by Fortnite. <laughs> These kids spent thousands of dollars on fucking V-Bucks. Oh, oh, just thousands? Thousand. That's wild. They that's that's spent, a wild amount of money, Johnny. They spent thousands. Now, think about times up per kid. I'm telling you, these kids are fucking buying cops left, right. Until you play Fortnite, you're not going to understand like how big. Fortnite was number six on the list. Really? When was the list made? This year or last year? Last year. At the end of last year, the beginning of this year, oh, it came shit. out. It's going to be surprised. Fortnite is still today. low. It's not. Really? You don't think so? Because you have to imagine, bro, Grand Theft Auto Online, I don't know if you ever played it, it's a pay-to-play game. That's what it is. And you got to think this money, this in-game currency that you use, yeah. isn't cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. Those V-Bucks ain't shit. Because you, you're, you're spending, what, $5 on V-Bucks and you get like 10 in the game or 20 in the game, right? No, no. So every outfit costs like a... <coughs> the lowest outfit on the game costs like, what, 500 V-Bucks? Like it's low end. For like, for like a little axe or something. But when you start getting like in the thousands, which you really need for the game, it's 100 bucks, you know? And then you keep buying, right? Because you only can buy one costume for like a couple thousand V-Bucks. So the prices vary. And then every new season, right, you have to buy the game pass, the battle pass. So the battle pass, what that does, allows you to get all the new costumes too, right? And then you start buying like one of the in-app services now. They release this gold bar and shit like that. And then it's always a new season. Um, like Fortnite is a, it's a pay-to-play game for you if you want to the, customize. Like, yeah. And everybody customize. That's the whole point of it. Like, you know, back in the day, you could earn shit like on Call of Duty, right? You can still earn your shit on Call of Duty. You don't have to pay for anything. You can earn all your weapons, earn all your classes. Great. Fortnite's not like that at all. You really have to, like, pay for all that shit. Well, Grand Theft Auto Online gives you everything for free. Yeah. But then you have to buy it in the game. <laughs> like, you have to buy it with the money in the game. That's okay. what the difference is. That's how get you. Is you, see, is you see it and you're like, this is a $6 million car. I really want this car. It's the fastest car in the game. I can win all the races and make more money. Yeah. I don't have a million dollars. 
Uh-huh. How do you get a million dollars? You're going to go buy money. It's $100 for, I think, $1,000 in the game. So people are spending $100 at a time. Stop, really? God Number two it. on the list, bro. That's how disconnected I am. That's <coughs> Grand wild. Theft Auto Five is still the top-selling game, and it's been out for almost ten years. It's been in the top twenty since twenty thirteen. What this kid? That's so wild. See, I'm disconnected. I thought Fortnite. Oh no, I know. I thought Fortnite visit passed out. For kids, like yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's a big thing for kids. Yeah. But Grand Theft Auto Online is like adults who have endless like not endless supplies of cash but if they want to buy something they're gonna buy it right there they yeah, gotta go exactly. out and say mom go work for it blah, blah blah you got a bunch of people that are like our age working yeah. and just oh here 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 yeah but every game now too is like fucking pay to play like uh, almost NBA, nba 2k you pay to play that shit online like if you want to get your stats up and you want to be like competition online you gotta buy your stats a little bit you know yeah if you don't then like uh you'll be trashing all the fucking three on threes on a black <coughs> That's why I don't play those games. That's why. I mean, it's not like the old I days stay away anymore. from Nah. That's crazy. Anyway, we got way off topic on that one. Went to the deep yeah. dive again. <laughs> it's not a game. Anyway, hey, shout out to the guy on Reddit, potato on my ass for doing what he did. <laughs> like, he, he, he really just transitioned the whole the whole world. He fucked it up. Uh, just real quick before we get out of here, man. Did you watch the verses at all? Did you rewatch it? The Shanti and Kishiko. Yeah. Man, tell me why. Tell me why I saw her uh, Kishiko talking about Oh I should have sat down more On a, on a versus battle I should have did this And I was like What are you talking about I thought it was a covert I know it was, I know it was real beef I thought it was like oh, you didn't Emotional so? You thought it was real Yeah bro They got beef Come on Why <clears throat> Two of the hottest girls At the same time mm. Not hot like his body type But like in the, in the game at the time Cause you gotta think Ashanti Really rose to fame Writing those songs she wrote, she wrote Ja Rule and uh, Jennifer Lopez's Mesmerized. She wrote that shit. She pinned a lot of the hits over there at Murder, Inc., and she built her way up. Yeah. But once she did her singles and she went out solo, that's why it didn't last that long. She didn't have what was behind her, but then she saw Keisha Cole get in there doing the same thing. She was doing writing songs, writing everything for herself, but she was making it, and she still had the backing, she still had the backing for it. But, we, but you notice very quick in both of their careers when the backing stopped. You do. You think, you think they just kind of um... I think Ashanti's backing ha- Left first And she didn't understand why When Keisha Cole was still getting backing I mean like with Ashanti right She had the whole Murder Inc. team behind her And she wrote that for a while And then she went all solo right mm-hmm. So she just had the job rule phase And then kind of grew past that phase And still had notoriety Just I think like She, she had just made Coach Carter that movie With the old dude Battle so I'm not oh, battle, but but I think after she made Coach Carter, like everything in your career kind of goes down a little bit, especially if you're a singer, because the same the same the same that makes you popular, you have to reinvent it, mm-hmm. you know. And then also if you change up your style a little bit, people don't like that. Well, that's so, what everybody's argument was: is if you made Murder Inc., do it again. Yeah, that's hard though. You can't make another Murder Inc. You know, and, and then also with Keisha Cole, when she first came out, she had a gap in her mouth, you know, singing hard and shit, really bro- heartbroken about everything, struggling a little bit. She had the uh, the game. Coastline. I love Keisha Cole. She had the game Coastline for a bit, so her and the game were rocking for a while. Mm-hmm. She made a bunch of good hits, singles. She fucked the Jeezy. She was like, she was like, like the thug singing, like a Mary J. Blige, but fast forward a couple decades, like a decade mm-hmm. or two, even though Mary J. is still around. That was Keisha Cole's call, uh, call to fame a little bit, and then afterwards, she's like, she got. Her teeth fixed a little bit, got happier in life, and kind of fell off a little bit. But also, the backing though, stopped. Also, when, you, when, you're such a, when you're such a passionate <coughs> singer like those two are, your fan base grows up too a little bit. Yeah, you know, and things things change. It's hard for it's hard for an R and B singer to really stay relevant. That's a female. It's very rare that could do that. 
you know mm-hmm. Alicia, oh, right. Alicia Keys is one of the big ones even Mariah Carey kind of fell off a little bit the only thing I know from her right now is her Christmas song but I mean so like that just shows you a lot about how I mean Mary J. Blige stayed, she stayed relevant but she always she always had like that that song of the decade song of the year that kind of came out to keep bringing her up yeah you know and then she dropped just fine and then it changed everything for her a little bit Got oh and Runaway Love came out yeah really I mean, like that Gave life to her career a little bit more, you know. So there's also, there's also something life, something game changing. But Asante's not Asante. 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 What's right? Say it Dasani? Asante. 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 Oh, there you go. Asante. There it comes. No, but Asante, her career might come back a little bit more because she's fucking with Jordan Lucas now. She's jumping with the baby and Meg The Stallion. You know, honestly, she Maybe. she can write that new wave pretty well. And keep going with it. The, the versus battle for them, it should have been like a homage to both of them. It would have been much more, it would have been much more, it would have been better received if they're in the same room right next to each other, talking, you know, going back to back to the classes to hits, trying to do like a little collab later in the future. I think it was very weird that Keisha Cole came out with all her hits in the first 10 rounds. Really? Yeah. Very she, weird. She I never, I haven't seen it yet. That's the first time I've ever seen it happen. I mean, Keisha, probably, Keisha has some real ass hits. Love. I should have cheated. <laughs> Sent from heaven. Sent from heaven. The, uh, the game, LAX Fouls, with uh, Pox Love or Pox That's Life. That's right. That's Ashanti. That's Keisha Cole, too, with Pox Life. No. I bet you a dollar. You got a dollar on you? Yeah, well, it was Keisha Cole's song that she came out with a Tupac. I don't remember. Let me see him. I'm gonna play some fire real quick. No, but also, did you hear about? Hey, so recently I watched. Who'd you a, have? That's what I'm asking you. I had a Shanti. Eleven nine. Huh? Ti and a Shanti. Not playing. Okay. Man. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. What was the Kishiko song with Tupac? I don't know. I'm about to find it right now. What were you saying now? Uh, no, I feel like uh, I feel like I gotta watch it again and really appreciate it and really get called the winner. Now I know I was doing this today. I thought I was just appreciating the music. <laughs> oh, play it! <coughs> here you go. It's play your cards, cards right. Yeah. Insanity, perfect pictures of me and my family not understanding the death that they plan for me. If I have kids, okay, that was hey, not bad, not bad. No, it was a really good song. No, um, I was I watched. A, did you listen to Jarwell's podcast he did with uh, Talib? No, he did a podcast with Talib, right? And he was talking about the beef with Fifty and everything. And uh, I looked at it in a new light. What he said, how how he defended the beef, and I was like, okay, I can understand it now. He went back to like Jam Master J discovered Fifty, and uh, they we were in the course do a lot together, and that they were never friends, but they always kind of recognized each other, I guess. And yeah. 50, and Fifty asked for a feature one day, and Jarwell was like something something it didn't happen. And then 50 was making those records at the time that really did sell the rappers just for like to get his name out there, you know, because it's his beef sales. And I guess on one occasion, Jarrell asked him about it, oh no, it's just music, man, you know, I'm just making music, you know, it sells, do records. And that was cool. And then later on, the beef matured a little bit and they got real into it, you know, people started getting stabbed, people started fighting more, crew versus crew. And I guess at the same time, right, Jarrell and uh, Bino, was it? No. Benzino? Benzino, yeah, ben- and Herb got in all of them. They were getting investigated by the FBI for like federal charges and shit. Yeah. And I guess it was crazy because at the same time, 50 Spoon was rising to fame, making all these tracks. And Jarrell was like, hey, 
we were under FBI investigation. Everybody knows that. We couldn't respond how we would respond normally because when the feds watching you, you lose everything. Like, <coughs> he was saying, he was saying like, hey, yeah, they froze, they froze our accounts. You know, Def Jam left us because of the beef. All of our partners, we, we, we normally would for good business ventures, kind of backed out. So we lost a lot of money in it. So all of a sudden now we can't rap how we want to rap because we don't got the funding for it. We can't get the, we can't put a track out and have it pop how we want to pop because we don't got the found money behind it. But Fifty did, and then I guess Fifty was feeding into the beef with uh, the FBI saying, "Yeah, uh, they did threaten me. Yeah, they might have shot me." Fifty just being an asshole. Fifty just saying shit because he know it's gonna uh, it's gonna make him pop a little bit more, and nobody gonna find out about it. But I guess like John Roke said, Fifty was. Uh, Telling the FBI that yeah they might have shot me, kind of feeding into it like oh they some thugs over there, and uh, that kind of that fact that kind of uh, made Jarrell kind of lose the beef. Yeah, but he was like yeah no we didn't lose beef because because uh, the music he didn't kill the career, the feds killed our career because at this time you know we're over here battling indictments and charges so we can't rap about certain shit because it'd be brought up in court. And I was like, oh, so it kind of makes sense, though. You know, when the feds do watch you and they put you on an indictment and they start taking your money from you, it's hard to make moves anymore. You can't travel as much as you used to do. You can't push that record out. And I was like, damn, maybe I look at a new light. Like, 50 didn't end Ja Rule's career. Maybe the feds ended Ja Rule's career, aided by 50 a little bit. I don't know how much I believe that. Oh, man, I, I got to believe After it. After the fiery festival, he, he, I don't know how much I believe out of Jarro's mouth. He explained that to me. He said, hey, the fire festival, the person who threw the festival, he cheated me, too. He was like, I didn't know what was going on. Like, oh, I thought it was going to be a cool-ass festival. It was going to be nice. I got lied to, too, you know? Like, I didn't steal your money. That dude, uh, Peter did, whatever his name is, did. He, he did it, not me. But I understand why I can get blamed for it. But it's like, yeah, I actually stuck up for some of the behemoths out there, got them better wages, had better employment for them. I was like, oh, okay, I can see it. It, it paints Ja Rule in a more in a different vibe for me because like, I remember Ja Rule was really one of the hottest rappers at one point in time like he did birth that singing shit for singing rappers he really made it possible for people like Drake and all the other rappers Lil Wayne included and 50 to start rapping and singing on beats with melodies because like he said yeah they used to make fun of me for doing that shit but all of a sudden it's, it's the thing now I was okay. like fuck okay I see you you right I turned into a jarrell, not a hater, but a little more like, okay, I, I see you, fam. You stand? Not a stand. Big jarrell stand? Nah, big jaw. Big, big. Are you Ellie? So he doesn't say, are you ready? Nah, are you Ellie? You know that. <laughs> hey, what about, uh, what if, what does Swiss Beats say real quick before we end up on the podcast? Oh, okay. All right. All right. So Swiss Beats was live with, I don't remember who it was because we don't talk about the people that don't give us money to shout their name out on here. Um, he said that he really wanted to do a Pac versus Biggie uh, versus. And he said he wanted to figure out how to do it the right way without it being corny. And one of the ideas was holograms. Nah. Nah? You're uh, not fucking with it? To me, it's a wash. Because the Pac got too many hits that Biggie just can't fuck with. Like, was it album or two albums, I think, Biggie got one or two albums? Three, Three. all together, technically. Three? Compared to, what, Pac, like, six and seven after death? <laughs> Something like that. From Digital Underground to... Uh, California's, to his six fucking albums he dropped? Yeah, to California's Most Wanted, to all the features he got put on after death, too. Posthumously. Posthumously? Posthumously. However you say it. Yeah, but I, I think it's just not, it's not, it's not a good thing to do. Yeah, as a homage... Yeah, the difference, the problem is we've it. had this argument. Yeah. <laughs> don't call it a versus battle. You can't do it that. Just call it like a legendary, some legendary battle, legendary response, or legendary, recognized legendary, or life after beef. 
you know, post Postpocalypse. Two apocalypse now. Post pop. Yeah. However you want to say it, I think it'd be a good idea. I want to see the shit. I mean, like, uh, I just want all the biggie stands to shut down. I mean, honestly, if they could do it with Bad Boy in the room and have Snoop, outlaws, outlaws Snoop in there, you know, have it be a, a festival of life. You know, uh, it has to be. It has to be that one. It would. You definitely have to wait until shit's open back up. Like you have to wait so you could actually yeah. get people in the room it, together. It, it, it'd be a legit music festival for that. Yeah, shit Yeah, because I ain't trying to hear that shit with just two holograms on the screen. Yeah, he did it for Coachella back in 2012. Legendary. Yeah, I feel it. Uh, and then uh, Timberland said he wanted to see Prince versus Michael Jackson. It's tough. It's nice. But people want it. People want it. Michael, I mean Prince. Prince is gonna win. Eh, arguable. Really arguable. People fight over that shit. Whatever. I think that people should have. A, I think Ja Rule and Fifty should have a versus battle. I think Ja Rule's full of shit and wants wants his career back. Honestly, I'm just gonna be honest. I'm gonna yeah, call a spade but, a spade. But but do you think that Jarrell loses versus Bad versus Fifty, or is it close? Closer than we 50's think. 50's winning. How 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 big how big of a lead? Oh, it's gonna be like fifteen five. Fifteen five. Yeah, because what Jarrell's got Murder Inc. Vinny Vinny Vici. That's all he's got. That's all he need. 50's that's five. That's five records. Fifty cent fell off after uh, before something struck. Oh yeah Well so, he didn't fall off He he chose to get out of the limelight He saw another business venture He saw yeah. where music was going I mean like You got the um, I think 50 I think 50 knew what was gonna happen Mini man 50 Okay like Even 50 Even 50 versus like The game The game's got that No 50 got that No 50 got that quick I'm Telling you Bodied He would body Ja Rule yeah, of course. But I'm saying it's, 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 it's going to be closer than we think, though. Let's be with honest. 50, with Ja Rule and 50? Yeah, closer than no, we think. No, it's not. Everybody thinks it'll be like a 20 to 0. It's like 20 to 8, 20 to 9. It'll be 15 to 5. 15 to 20. No. <laughs> not that close? There's not that many records. There's 20 records. But who do you think would be the best versus battle to have? A living artist. Jay Z right versus Nas. I'll never see it, but that'd be the best one. They shot a West versus East battle. With a whole bunch of West West songs versus East songs? Yeah, West Side versus East East Coast. That's wild. That's, that would be dope West to hear. West Coast that. versus East Coast right there. Different sections too. Have one rapper from like Yonkers, one rapper from like uh the Bay, two from the Bay probably, Oakland and the Berkeley area. Then you got one from like Yonkers, Lil Harlem, Staten Island, you know, Wu Tang. Hey, that would be nice. If you had the whole Wu-Tang Clan out there, though, shit ain't fair. Like, no. be honest, that shit's not fair. But then we also got to realize, too, that these versus battles, unless they pair up, like, lyrically, it's going to be really difficult to um, to have a battle. Or, yeah, no, you're right. And then also hit songs. Some people got more hits than others. It, do we appreciate the versus battle? Do we appreciate the versus battle for the just the art of the art of the thing, like how it is? You're a dope ass spitter. You got bars. You got rhythm. You know who'd be really good too is the baby versus little baby. It'll be nice, but they're still they're still too new for it right now though. I want to see their career in like five years to see how they can venture out. Yeah. Okay. I feel it. Well, let's get out of here, bro, because you need to get home. Oh, okay, right. Our peace out. Peace, love. Yeah. No, this no disrespect to you. You extra ratchet, but so professional. You bust it open outside the festival. You gave me top, and the top exceptional. You won't be peeing a 